Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Got a little bit of a different look for you guys today. Obviously, there's no cowboy read on this intro. Well, the change was made up time in the big man, Joe and the Bay. Working on a next man up mentality down here at Studio J as the boys are up on the Delaware River with Chris. He's attempting to set a world record going down a river in a pumpkin. Macon's taking the reins today as he is joined, as always, by Stanford Steve to break down this weekend's college football slate. A lot of really good games on the docket. The guys break them down. Then Nolan and I joined Macon to talk through all the NFL games coming up for you this weekend. I hope you guys had a fantastic week. Enjoy the show. The Delaware River. Hello. Alrighty, so it's their words, not mine. A skeleton crew in the studio today. We've got corporate Scott, who hasn't been on a green light mic in, in months, and producer Nolan, uh, the man with the plan, also here, who's not here. Uh, Chris Long, uh, Cowboy Reed, mm-hmm. Kingston, mm-hmm. Aiden, others. Uh, cast of Thousands is a cast of three. But this is going to be one hell of a show for a variety of reasons. Namely, Stanford Steve is coming up in a bit. We have our NFL preview, which is just going to be outstanding. Um, maybe a bit of a roller coaster. And there's not going to be any C long. Now, what I predict, let's get into the, the pumpkin of it all. I predict that you all are going to have trouble piecemealing this show together because Chris is going to demand that he give a voice memo update in length anywhere between 7 and 18 minutes to put at the beginning of the show. So this might all be for not. But at the moment, we are getting reports from the Delaware River mm-hmm. where Chris is trying to set a world record of floating in a pumpkin down a river that there are uh, trials, tribulations. Adversity. There's some adversity. Yes. Now, I was once told by Coach Tony Bennett that adversity, if you learn to use it right, can buy you a ticket to a place you couldn't have gotten to any other way. Pressure is a privilege. So this very well could result in a world record. I sent the group a USA Today story. The world record was just broken two days ago. So I think... 38 miles got pushed to 39 miles. So this cat in the middle of the U.S. might have a world record for two or three days if Chris can make this happen. But what we're hearing is uh, I think 21 miles are in the can as of about 8 Mm a.m. Time of tape, about 11.30 a.m. East Coast. Chris is on the river. It is cold. Mm -hmm. He is, I think, kneeling in a 1,000-pound pumpkin and it's all just very strange. I, I I had to try to explain this to normal, upstanding people yesterday. Right. When, it's a when difficult conversation. Oh, it's a very, very difficult conversation that I'm not going to recount here. But um, hey, I the, my only fear is uh, Chris himself, because he really he tends not to be denied in situations like this. Right. 
Um, Don't you want that in a in a in a world record attempt? For sure, to an but extent, is is death on the table? Is I, loss of limb on the table? Yeah, I sure hope not. Um, I think that's where Cowboy Reed and Matt come in. They're voices of reason, but I, you know, are are they willing to speak up when it's like, hey, man, uh, stop? Because Chris can't be deterred. Right. It'll be interesting. So I think um, they would have to attack the pumpkin, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by now, Inside listening job. to this, you likely already know the result. I would hope. I hope he's not still on the river. the The report we're getting more more often than any other is that the river's just not moving. the The thing is, we're in Stillwater, Oklahoma, essentially, with this river. What state are we in? New Jersey. It depends where you are on the river. I think it's Jersey or Pennsylvania, but the Delaware River does split the two states. So, yeah. You would think Delaware, but But hey, not, but no. But no. No. Um, not okay. the case. So, Godspeed to Chris. Again, you probably know the result by now. You may be hearing from Chris on this show. I, I don't know. Are we going to have a Thursday night time machine? I don't know. Yeah. I've submitted a pick. Haven't heard from Chris. You will get his three locks in the segment, in the segment with Stanford Steve. Um, but a, a lot of unknowns. This feels kind of like um, what it must have been like before Bones. I will say that, you know, this whole pumpkin situation, I, I've been here for a year now. Yeah. This is one of the first things I heard about. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then, and then I decided, you know, when I was, when I was hearing about this and, and hearing the conviction, it was, it was real. It, there was no, no, no questioning the fact that it was real. So if we're going to do it, we might as well do it. Let's get this thing. Let's get this thing going. Let's get some people who might know what they're talking about involved with said planning. UVA, shout out to the UVA engineering squad. A lot of them, I think, cross over with the concrete canoe club of UVA. You can float a nice. concrete canoe. You could probably float a pumpkin. Yeah. That's kind of the, the, the reasoning there. I've so there's nipples, Fokker. Yeah, yeah, right. There's a lot of, uh, lot, of, lot, of, lot of resources and a lot of, lot of uh, brain power that's gone to this and seemingly it's working it's just a matter and and i will say he's probably double the size of anybody who's attempted this yeah. which i think is a is a challenge in and of itself yeah with the pumpkin and then the fact that you have to get down a river that doesn't move as fast as the the current record holders i believe they had it in the missouri river which missouri is a racetrack yeah it's, it's, yeah moving out a good clip right chris is really smart he's he's really successful i'm not kidding when i say that i've kind of zoned out on this whole pumpkin talk mm -hmm. until now now i'm dialed into it yeah and i'm very curious to Would see you how say it works out. they made it personal uh yeah they made it personal i'd say uh late wednesday when they said <laughs> hey friday show is yours uh no chris mm -hmm. no stanford steve mm -hmm. i reached back out to stanford steve i said hey steve can you give me 30 minutes and he obliged which i'm i'm grateful for but um actually i guess i took it most most personally when um i was told hey it's you and steve and then steve said yeah i'm out so that's when i uh yeah oh just making then <laughs> that's not, when not i jordan show. meme took it took it personally yeah um all right so stay tuned see long it, it may already be in this pod i need to to talk to you all about something i dropped a kid off at school this morning yeah my own and on the way out uh, I drove by the school's tennis courts and fellas, there were seven or eight tennis balls left on the courts from the day before strewn about 
Now, you never, ever leave a tennis court messy. You pick up after yourself. It must look pristine. These kids have resurfaced courts, brand new windscreens, and they're leaving balls out on the courts when they're done playing. And I don't know what the future looks like, but I know it's bleak. Uh, it probably looks like a tennis court with balls strewn all over it. And I'm fired up about this. This isn't a clay court that should be swept and lined after it's played. It's a hard court. All you got to do is pick up the balls. Have a little respect. Have a little respect for those that came before you. I might write a, I might write a letter to the athletic director. Mm-hmm to say just how irritated I am, and it's not about me, but it is. Because I played on those courts. I paved the way for these kids. I gave blood, sweat, and tears to those courts, and then I cleaned up the blood, sweat, and tears when I was done. You understand? So um, they're disrespecting me, others, the game, the courts for sure. And, and, And the bottom line is you leave the court better than you found it. And um, I'm, I'm, uh, after all those words, I'm at a loss for words. You're upset. You're upset. My, my first thought, if I'm being very honest here, is uh, you have young children. Yeah. Didn't know elementary schools or preschools had tennis courts. All right. That's, I, that's, the, first, first, that's that, the first thing that came to my mind. That's where I need to clear it up. Yeah. K through 12, preschool through 12 Got school. It. These are going to be kids with some sense, you would mm-hmm. think. These are high school age kids. At least parents with sense. Parents with sense. These are these are these are these are young adults at the at the youngest, and it and it and it bothered me, and uh, it actually it got me thinking about the the kids who play baseball at this school who are known for just having that thing look like Augusta National. Yeah, I mean they're raking that dirt after every practice. Like you you take pride in a baseball field. When you're a baseball player, so where's the disconnect? Is this a is this a coaching issue? Is this a is this a I don't know a, a, a parent issue? That's why I'm going to write a letter. Yeah. yeah, I would be worried about the state of the tennis program. Yeah, in the school. Yeah, that's fair. And and again, red light the, the future of the world, the future of this country, of our world, our 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 kids. Did it bother you enough after you dropped off your child to go and pick up the balls and just like perumphing the whole time as you pick them up? No, no. No, instead I left like, I, I did like three voice memos that I sent to friends. I'm like, you're not going to believe this. Oh, yeah. Badback Bagke nearly lost his mind when he heard it. Yeah, I could said, see that. I could see that. He said, I have every right to be upset. And he went on and He's used, all about the fundamentals. Used some choice language. But yeah, yeah Bagke's coaching football over there this year. He, he knows the drill. So He may have to walk into the uh, little march into the AD office saying that the, the tennis program is ruining the reputation of the uh, of the athletics in the school and and they need to take a page out of the the kids playing baseball scott i was um i think when i was at my lowest yesterday after being told that the show was all mine and we had no guests mm-hmm. was you said hey we could talk baseball <laughs> mere a mere suggestion you know national pastime happening playoffs a lot of excitement yes i'm i i usually i like to be up on every single sport mm-hmm. there was playoff baseball happening that I didn't know had begun. Right. So I guess where do we stand now? The headline for me that's gotten to me 
is that the O's with a wonderful regular season, uh, I believe, got swept technically uh, for the first time all season. I don't think they had lost. I don't think that they had been swept in the regular season. Then they lose three to Texas. What what's what's with our uh, best of whatever? By the way, too. Are we are we still single wild card and then bet to a best of five and it then goes, best it, of seven? It goes best of three now. So they they I think it was last year was the first time they uh, they moved it to a three game set rather than a one game wild card, which I'm a fan of for the most part because I don't like I don't think baseball is meant to be decided in one game unless you've played you know the 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 rest of the series and it comes down to a game five or a game seven. Understand that that's the one game uh, scenario, but it's not meant for a one game. That said, I, I believe there's a there's a the the track record is the 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 team who wins the first game of a three game set has won every single time. So mm. essentially over in that first game anyway. Uh, but yeah, the Orioles got got swept. Um, there the AL East did not win one playoff game, which is which is interesting. And uh, as you guys know, I'm a I've been a Yankee fan for my whole life. So I'm I'm sitting here. I'm to be very honest, I'm not watching this. Like thoroughly, I, I turn it on, I, I glance, I, I, I'm, I'm watching uh, here and there, but it's been, it's been good. I know a lot of people uh, that listen to the show are probably very interested and dedicated to the, to the Philly, uh, the, the Phillies, the Philadelphia Phillies. Who Bryce, like, mean mugging, rounding second, mean mugging. Yeah. Oh, guy staring them down, staring them down. There were some comments made, I, I believe, in the clubhouse, right? Yeah. Uh, I had some choice words yeah. about Harper and, and a base running error uh, the, the, the previous game and. Harper let him know he heard him. Oh, yeah. The big stare down. And Bryce is really, really uh, getting into the whole Philly scene, really embracing oh, yeah. it, saying, just talking about how much he loves it. So I'm sure if you're a Phillies fan, you are just eating that up. And the guy hit, he went three-run, three-run dong, one solo shot. They they put it on them, um, on them last night, and they have now a two-to-one series lead in the, a, or in the NLDS. And the other, um, all the other teams are set. So the ALCS is is set. It's a, it's a battle for the state of Texas. The freaking Astros, man. The Astros seventh ALCS, which makes it makes me want to throw up thinking about this. We're in talking about it. Yeah. Seventh in a row ALCS, and they are uh, they're gonna they're gonna be playing the uh, the Texas Rangers, which are playing really well right now. And then on the other side, the surprise I think of the of the season are the Arizona Diamondbacks coming out and sweeping. The uh, the Dodgers, the Doyers, yeah, wow. So the Dodgers continue their postseason. Wah wah. Kershaw gets lit up again. All right, well, let's join the green light faithful and rooting on the the Phils. Phils D backs. If that happens, that's fun. And then you just root for one of those teams to get the the Strohs or the Rangers. Yeah, I think. I think I'm. I think I'm pulling for. I'm. I'm definitely pulling for the Rangers. I, against everything I believe in to root for the Houston Astros. Bruce Bochy, like your big buff uncle. Mm-hmm. Just always around. He's there. Looking buff. It's funny because you look at who the managers are across now, and you see in the AL, you got Dusty Baker versus Bruce, Bruce Bochy. Where did, uh, where did all the young analytics guys go? Mm. Where are they? Yeah. Where are the nerds? Banging He's, on their drums. Got a lot home. of old school baseball guys who, who are – you know, taking care of the sport, getting the most out of their guys, probably using some analytics, listening to some of the, some of the, um, the nerds that are talking to them and, and using that information to, to make decisions. But, you know, a lot of grit, a lot of, a lot of old school grit in those guys, which I appreciate. Hey, that's talking baseball, all right? Hey. For the first time this year, and, and we'll probably do it once more when we're in a 
World Series uh, Series clinching ball game. Uh, Okie doke. Uh, we need to get to Steve. I figure, uh, in honor of Chris, in honor of the float, um, instead of a layup line, instead of my inserting some country pop into the mix and creating more work for you all, just do a moment of silence in lieu of a layup line right now. And that was our moment of silence. And it works both ways because if, if Chris does perish on the river, you know, that, that'll, that's, that's, that's for Chris right there. We're not going to forget him anytime soon. And in the event he makes it, you know, that, that, was, uh, that was our layup line. Coming up, Stanford Steve. I hate buying tickets. I've been playing my whole life. Never had to worry about buying tickets. The ticket part is stressful. The game's stressful. The ticket part's really stressful. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hype for the fun you'll have. And with the Game Time app, it's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. I'm trying to see the monster trucks for my kids or Willie Nelson for me and my kids. I can find it all in the Game Time app. Game Time's the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has the deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you. 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code GREENLIGHT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code GREENLIGHT for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thanks to Cash App for sponsoring this podcast. With their security, free to order debit card, and a suite of savings and bank tools, it feels like they're my money's BFF. And speaking of BFFs, if you pay attention to the podcast, you know that all of our BFFs are on the Greenlight Softball Squad. We're into softball so much that Dr. Fax challenged me to a home run derby. Matt and Reed put a little side bet on it, and after Fax came out on top, it was easy enough for Matt to pay up and Cash App read his winnings. I wish I could have defeated Dr. Fax and helped Matt take Reed's money, but Reed's now slightly richer thanks to Dr. Fax and Cash App. With security, discounts, boosts, a free-to-order debit card, no overdraft fees, Cash App is like a BFF for your money. So download it in the App Store or Google Play today and start enjoying your BFF app. Steve, I want to kiss you on your mouth. Because here's how it went down. Chris is on a river, okay, at yeah. time of tape. He's on a river. And he said, the Friday show is yours. I said, great, I'll chop it up with Steve for an hour. Yeah. Bingo, bango, that's a podcast. Then late Wednesday, he says, no Steve and no me. He was thinking maybe he could get back, maybe yeah. not. So solo making on a Friday? <laughs> For 90 to 120 is nobody's idea Things of a good time. There. So I texted Steve yesterday, late yesterday. I'm like, hey, man, any time of day Thursday, can you give me 30 minutes? And um, and he came through. The big guy came through with, with your schedule, with your celebrity. You come through for uh, 
our audience, and I appreciate it very much, and I and I love you very much, and uh, we're gonna talk some ball. I'm here for you, buddy. You know that. Hey, man. Last week, uh, where does Oklahoma, Texas, Texas State Fair start to rank on these annual college football rivalries? The neutral site games, you have Army Navy. Going to be hard to pick against Army Navy. Mm-hmm. Florida, Georgia, and Jacksonville. But this was the first year I felt like, oh, the Texas State Fair yeah. is rolling. It, uh, it's something to see, Megan. I'll be honest. I thought the State Fair would be bigger. Hmm. You know, like I when I walk in, because, you know, like they got us in these side entrances and we got an office set up in a building outside the fair. And when we start walking around, I'm like, oh, okay. So it's like this row of, of games and then this row of food. But then you see big techs, and then you're just like, "Holy moly, we're we're on the opposite side of everything." Uh, but the game is just absolutely tremendous. Uh, you know, fifty-fifty split, not a sweet in the Cotton Bowl. Like it's it's a uh, you know, I don't want to say it's dumpy, but it's just old. Uh, but I thought the surface was pristine, uh, and and then you know you get an interception, uh, you get a fake punt, you get a punt block all in the first quarter, and it's just no matter what happens, the place is rocking because it's fifty fifty. So that's what was really really cool uh, about it. And you know, obviously, no one no one likes each other in that game. It's just amazing to me for the the love non-Texas people have for doing horns down like they (laughs) it's amazing to me how much they love it and like I get it it's you know Texas people don't like it but good lord those people love giving the horns down and obviously with the outcome of the game and and, in the back and forth nature you saw plenty of it but uh yeah I was blown away by the experience the game was incredible the momentum swings I just and how both teams were able to you know bounce back Oklahoma blows a 10-point lead and then hasn't done anything offensively and goes right down to score to score a game uh to score a game winning touchdown so uh I'm blown away exceeded expectations and uh I can't cannot wait um, for this game up in Seattle, uh, just being a Pac-12 guy, like I know the hatred between these two schools, and they've never met as top ten teams like that. It's just everything you want in a rivalry of of pure hatred. We have in this coming week too. Oregon's at Washington. Huskies favored by three points. Steve's mm-hmm. about to get on a plane to head west. What's your What's your move in the hotel room? Is the first move to the thermostat to get it out of at a sixty three or sixty four? Is it the long shower? Is it a room service? Take us through the Stanford Steve hotel process. Uh, we we like we like it sixty five, sixty six. That's yeah. what our room's at. Uh, to give us that that brisk feeling. You know, we're gonna have a three a.m. wake up call Saturday, so you got you can't be comfortable. You can't be too comfortable. Uh, so it, 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 it's just great. It's a great setting. Uh, we got some plans for some purple lights and, and, uh, you know, it's going to be pitch black for the start of the show, which is awesome, but they'll come out and that's why I'm fired up for our show staff. Like game day's been there, but they haven't been there when it's been, the fan base has been this invested and they're absolutely rolling right now, uh, with, with the board taking over last year and the rise with Penix, like Washington, when it's good, it's as good as it gets as a setting, uh, in a game day atmosphere. So that's why I'm fired up for our show staff to get there. But, 
Uh, hotel, we'll go get some couple friends to see, a couple old college buddies that live up in the area. I'm fired up to see them. But, uh, yeah, I just I can't wait to get out there. I love Seattle uh, and, and everything it brings to the table. So we're, uh, we're really, really looking forward to this trip. Had this one circled, and, you know, with the way the college football slate – matches up you you hope and you and you and you wish uh that those teams will be undefeated and we could get out there and sure enough they all took care of business so uh good to see and fired up for seattle yeah we're not in durham anymore i should also <laughs> mention that uh steve is doing this before the sun has even come up on the east coast on right. thursday morning i mean right. this is the earliest a podcast has ever been recorded people on the west coast are still sleeping mm-hmm. and steve's just you're doing this every day you got midnight sports centers you got early wake up calls with game day. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, your your work ethic is uh, is is motivation, Steve. I I, I, I thank I, you. I, I just wish I you. could get more winners on the fridge for the people for uh, well game day. But uh, hey, I, I've I've gone know, back you know and, that goes. and combed through the college football talk, and you give out consistent winners when we're talking ball. You suck at the NFL locks. We're uh, yeah. We're, I, we're at, I, I'm not going to lie. I have, my my NFL knowledge has taken a little bit of a hit with this college schedule, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like I, I I didn't go two and one last week. I thought I went two and one. You're up to six and nine. I think that does mean you went two and one. Yeah, yeah you went right. two and one. Uh, first, is this right? Could this be right? First Pac-12 matchup of teams five and zero or better since 2004. When Probably. USC got Arizona State 45 to 7. For comparison's sake, that's happened 15 times in the SEC since 04. <laughs> uh, but how do you see it shaking out? Washington is, is the field goal favorite. Yeah, like I've said, both teams have played, you know, taking care of business. And when I look at the resume, I just feel like Washington's is a little bit more sustainable. Uh, getting road wins at Arizona, getting a road win at East Lansing. Those teams aren't great, but still going and doing that. And when I watch Oregon on tape, I'm not sure about their offensive line. Like, there's no Kyle Longs out there. There's no Penne Sewells. Like, it's – I'm really uh, interested to see how they go on the road and travel. Uh, so, that's why I like Washington in the game. And when you look at Oregon – they don't. They're not. You know, taking crazy shots down the field. It's a methodical. You know, they use tempo to change, change, uh, change things up. They have playmakers, but they don't have that downfield attack style. So I feel like with the the crowd noise and the activity of Washington's defense, that's going to cause problems for an Oregon offense that hasn't seen anything like this so far. Uh, playing against Stanford and Colorado and Hawaii, uh, that's why I, I like Washington and I'll lay the three points with them. Are you going to be there for the game? Are you oh, sticking? Yeah. Oh yeah. What time's kickoff? Kickoff there is uh it's gonna be twelve thirty local. So it's the old three thirty oh, okay. ABC. Okay. Is that nap time for you? Um I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know anymore. There are three of them. There everybody's <laughs> napping at one point during the day. Except never me. It's just never <laughs> me. You gotta sleep when the kids are sleeping. That's the first rule of fatherhood. I, but we, the, the the nap times are staggered. Like I uh, Hey, you, that's your job to unstagger them. Yeah, I don't. All right, I don't, come on. I don't call Put the shots. Put your foot down. Be a mean guy once in, in a while. House. You got it in you. I don't. I really yes, don't. You. UCLA's at Oregon State. Let's stick oh. in the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, Beavers fifteen and one over the past two plus seasons. Three and a half point favorites. Totals fifty four and a half. Bruins coming in eight o'clock kick mm-hmm. in this one. Uh, what are we looking out for? This place will be jazzed up uh, for this game. Uh, no doubt about it. This was my pick for the Pac-12 title game. 
this this game. Uh, so when I look at it, UCLA's gone to Utah and and not look good. Uh, Dante Moore's a f- true freshman quarterback that you know Chip started in that game and and didn't take out. He was he was brutal. Pick six first uh, play of the game and they lose fourteen seven. Wasn't great last week in an upset win against Wazoo, but that's because of their defense. Their defense has been lights out. Uh, and and first year defensive coordinator, so I look at a defense that's going to travel to Corvallis uh, against a team in Oregon State that their defense has not played well. They got rolled at Wazoo. They gave up forty to Cal. And when I look at UCLA, they they'll do a, a bunch of the things that Cal did offensively to, to frustrate Oregon State. Whether it's you know motion, whether it's motion then shift, shift then motion, tempo, uh, and running the football. UCLA loves to run the football. Carson Steele, I think, had thirty or forty carries last week for a buck thirty. Uh, that that's that's that also helps your defense. So I think it's a really tight game. I do think it's a field goal game. So I'll, I would take UCLA plus the points. And I will say this: if UCLA wins this game, watch out because they don't have to play Washington or Oregon. Uh, and that that could be a nice road uh, to Las Vegas for the Pac-12 title game if they could pull this one off. Pac-12, listen to these ranked teams. 7, 8, 10, 15, 16, 18, 19. All in the, the Pac-12, in the, yep. in the final year here of the Pac-12. One of those teams is USC. They're at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's laying 2.5, total 60.5. The 94th meeting between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, Notre Dame, man, it's tough when you're on the, on the Irish, I think generally for, for some reason, why, why is it not clicking? It was a hard watch last week. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. Uh, I mean, Marcus Freeman in the lines of, you know, some questionable coaching decisions going for it on fourth down with eight, eight and change, uh, two score game. I didn't understand that, um, decision. And when I look at Notre Dame, this is a month in a row now, where they've had a, uh, a lot of eyeballs on them, and I get they get you know a lot of attention anyway. But you know the two road games after the heartbreaking loss to Ohio State, and now you come back for SC. You know Caleb Williams is going to play well. Uh, Branch, the the freshman receiver, it sounds like he's going to be able to play. Uh, he's the ultimate difference maker. I, they don't have a guy uh, that that can the way they move him around. Uh, that's going to be a problem for Notre Dame, but. If Notre Dame's offensive line says they're as good as, or is as good as they say they are, they win this game. Uh, SC's defense has is, is been atrocious, and Notre Dame should score. They should be able to run the ball. They should be able to play a little keep away from Caleb Williams. So I don't love it, uh, but I do like Notre Dame's secondary, and I would I would take Notre Dame minus the couple points at home. I expect a, a great atmosphere in South Bend. And you watch the Louisville game. I mean, what's the what's the Louisville phenomenon? Is it is it the new coach bump? Do they do they have talent? I mean, they're the Brahms they're an the assassin team. of a play caller, man. Like yeah. he is, he plays to his strengths. I think you know you you get to see a Notre Dame team play, you know, big time teams, and then you know it's these guys are all you know stealing and taking stuff from other teams that have had success. Like, Brahm's the ultimate. Uh, that foot is always on the gas when he's calling plays. So, I, I think it's a, it's a credit to him. They had a lot of changes. He said before the season it was important for them to win right away. And their goal was to be undefeated uh, for that Notre Dame game. And they were. And now now that now they're in the driver's seat. You know, they, they have a uh, – we have a chance, I believe, to have three undefeated ACC teams in the first year with no divisions. So 
Uh, that that's very interesting going forward. They don't play Florida State or Clemson, but they you know if they take care of business, they'll get them in the ACC title game. So I, I love what Jeff Brom's done. I thought he waited it out perfectly. Uh, you know, I thought he brought Purdue to the to the peak of what Purdue could be. That's a, a, a spot in the Big Ten title game. Like with these schools coming in, that's not happening anymore. So good on him uh, to go back to the alma mater and, and take care of business. So uh, yeah, it's it's been really impressive. But I, I always thought the world of Brom as a play caller. Speaking of the ACC, Miami's at UNC. I haven't wanted to talk to you about a game more than Miami and Georgia Tech. And yeah. and Coach Cristobal. Uh, Lebetard had the take that it was the worst loss in program history. Uh-huh. Um, he mentioned the 48 nothing loss to close out the Orange Bowl to Virginia. He mentioned FIU, a uh, couple national title losses. Mm-hmm. But, man, the guy doesn't like victory formation. No. I mean, I mean, yeah, I get it. You can't give up 75 yards in two plays. You also yep. can't fumble the football. But do you think there's somebody in his ear being like, hey, it's a – it's a knee and we're out of here. It's not like he had to add up 40 seconds three no. or four times. You just had to take a knee. No, and Hasselbeck was all over it. Tim Hasselbeck did a great job, uh, one of the best analysts we have calling games, and he was way ahead of it. You know, if they took the delayed knee on first down, they don't have that problem. But when you go back and talking to people, um, you know, the A&M game, they're up two scores. They stop A&M. I think it's 44-31. They, have, they turn over on downs, I think, on the five-yard line, so they're on their own five-yard line. Take a knee and get out of there. They're still running plays. You go back to Oregon, uh, Stanford, and there's no business. There's no reason to be running plays. He does it there. So as as bad as it was, I, I, I still look at them as capable of going to Chapel Hill and winning. The problem is I have I, – I've, t- I've taken the other side of Carolina against the spread, I think, in like three weeks, and it has not gone right. So I'm not doing it again. Uh, but I don't love Carolina given the points, but I, I'll take it here just because I, I'm tired of, of going against them and, and make, I love what they're doing. I mean, I don't, how don't you like Drake May and what he's done? And now with Tez back, like they, they tried to get him um, involved early. May overthrew him for a touchdown. Uh, they saw what he was really bummed about. But it seems like that offense is really clicking. The problem is, if not now, when for North Carolina? Like enough is enough. You have to win this game. 5-0 and for the first time since 97. They're three-and-a-half point favorites. We've talked about a few of these quarterbacks. How do you sort them out if you're an NFL GM? Caleb Williams, Drake May, you got Penix. If you're, if you're starting a franchise, I assume Caleb Williams is the consensus at this point, but how do you shake out the others now that we've seen five or six games this season? Uh, yeah, I saw Pete Thamel said there's going to be 34 scouts. There's not even 34 teams in the NFL <laughs> uh, at Seattle for Penix and Bo Nix. Those are two wild cards. I, I honestly believe Shadur Sanders has improved so much that he could be in the top three. Uh, or he could be the third, I would say. You know, Caleb and, and Drake are in their own tier, in my opinion. When you start looking at the the next level, um, Penix, I'm not sure teams love, you know, the lefty idea and, and that whole thing, but, God, he's been so accurate. And – 
His his yards per attempt is is way up there in the country. You don't see that a completion percentage that high with a guy that throws the ball as deep as he does as many times as he does. So uh, I I think it's a big spot for Bo Nix and Penix right here uh, playing capable teams in defenses. Uh, but I would take I, I put Shador there third right now. I really would. I, I just love his composure, his 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 demeanor in the moment. Uh, you know. That that's what's been very impressive because I'll be honest, I didn't catch a lot of Jackson State games last year, and I'm I'm worried uh, sick for Stanford Friday night. I, I think they're in a in a tough spot uh, with Colorado coming back home and and knowing that place how good it could be for a Friday night game. I I expect Colorado to put up a big number Friday night. Are you are you worried about one and four Stanford zero oh and three in the conference? Looks yeah, like been, a, been uh, Minus 77 point differential. We've buried the lead, Steve. How about them Wahoos, huh? Oh, I was going to – they might be part of the awards. I love it. So I didn't want to uh, bring them up yet. I want to give them their their proper due. Okay. Well, uh, a teaser there. Virginia's on the board, and and they might not be done. There we go. ACC friend. Uh, Yeah, yeah, our buddy. Uh, Virginia lost to Tennessee this year. The Vols are coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. They have A&M at home. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. A lot of three-and-a-half-point yeah. lines this week. It's it's. I don't like any of the SEC games. You know, Florida, South Carolina, I think it's two. Kentucky, Missouri's two. They both got, you know, brutal losses last week in a spot where they could have taken that next step against the top names in the conference. So when you look at A&M uh, – the one thing I believe will happen is A&M could slow down Tennessee's run game, and that puts pressure on Milton, and I have not seen it with Milton. The, the consistency of being accurate is not there, and I don't love it at all. Uh, I love A&M's receivers, but the problem is getting the ball to them, and that hasn't happened enough for my liking. So I don't love it at all, but I would take the three-and-a-half uh, with Aggies thinking their defense will play well. How does the SEC shake out at the end? I mean, is it's done? Is, is it's Georgia and Bama? Are yeah. we gonna we're gonna yeah. run that back? Okay, yeah, it's done. Okay, yep. uh, Ole Miss generally they're off this week. They had the awesome win against LSU. They got by Arkansas. Is this just always gonna be eight and four, nine and three under Lane? They're just gonna be rock solid, but not quite there competing for the conference. That's the feeling I get. Uh, the idea, you know, what's the most prized thing in, in the portal is, is quarterback and, and offensive lineman. And Ole Miss is just not there. Uh, when you have to go against the likes of Alabama and, you know, LSU hasn't played well on the defensive line of scrimmage. But when you're going against the teams like A&M, you need multiple guys. And they, and they just don't have them. Uh, so when you get into the thick of the SEC – that's when you get you know clipped off. I am really interested when they go to Athens uh, to play Georgia. What they'll look like in an environment you know we saw Georgia swallow Kentucky. You know Ole Miss is light years ahead of Kentucky offensively. Uh, so can they can they score on them? Can they make things uncomfortable and turn it in uh, to, you know to a shootout? That that's what I'm interested to see. But I, I don't see any difference in this Ole Miss team as I have in years past. AP poll and coaches poll look the same at the top: Georgia, Michigan. Again, Ohio State, Florida State. Is that how you have it? Do you not care on October the 13th? Um, I really don't care right now, Make it. Yeah. But I will say 
how do you justify your rankings of Florida State, Oklahoma, Penn State, Washington, Oregon? Like those, you know, that four to not to eight because you got Florida State with two really good wins. You got Oklahoma with maybe the best win. You got Penn State with probably the most dominant performances. And then you got Washington and Oregon, you know, chucking it around uh, Saturday to, to, to t- stay claim as, as the best team in the conference. So that that's where it is. That I, I think you got to wait and see on the resume. Uh, I, I would not have Ohio State ahead of Florida State. Uh, that That's one thing's for sure. Um, now, they got Penn State next week. Obviously, the game at the end of the year with Michigan. Like their their resume is only going to improve, uh, whereas Florida State's might feel stale, um, knowing that they don't play many of the big teams uh, down the stretch here. So that that's what's interesting to me is is what Florida State's done already. I deserve the. I I think they deserve to be the third ranked team. Uh, I know Oklahoma comes back and gets the win. Do you think Oklahoma's the better team than Texas? Do you think we'll see? Oklahoma and Texas again. If we don't see Oklahoma Texas again, I'll be shocked. Uh, you know, Texas loses the turnover battle three nothing. Um, you got just uh, the momentum swings again. Uh, I don't think Gabriel will run like he did uh, for as many yards if they played a second time. So I, I, I think that's a heavyweight clash that's due for a rematch, and we'll get at Jerry World at the end of the year for the Big Twelve title game. All right, it says here on the piece of paper that we do a Pac-12 lock, an oh. upset special. Colorado. And uh, and a, and the STL Memorial non-Power 5 game of the week. I must oh. not be listening when you come on the show. Yeah, I, I don't think you are. I think you're concentrating on your locks. Uh, kinda, Pac-12 lock is Colorado. Uh, what's upset, that, I what's would, that number? Let me find that number for the folks. I think it's 10, 10 and a half. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's. It does seem pretty lock worthy. Yes, I would look at Arizona Arizona as an upset possibility. They, you know, went to the went to the went the distance with SC, played well against Washington two weeks ago. They've won both these games without their starting quarterback. I believe Del- Delora should be back pretty soon. So I look at it as Arizona there, and great uh, matchups in the Sun Belt. Uh, mm. I look at Georgia Southern as a capable team to possibly knock off James Madison. Okay. Uh, okay. Arizona is at Wazoo. Wazoo, eight-point favorite. Yes. Coming off the loss. Um, okay. Fun belt. It'd be nice to knock JMU. Hey, I know you're about to get to it because we're about to get to Chang, Coughlin, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. Um, look, I think Virginia is undeniably a top seven team in the state of Virginia at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Virginia could compete for an FCS national title. If you disagree with that, you're on the wrong show. I, I don't know where Virginia's coming up in these awards, but let's knock them out. Take okay. it away. All right. First off, uh, Timmy Chang Award goes to UAB quarterback Jacob Zeno. Okay. UAB scored 56 points in a win over South Florida. Zeno goes 19 to 25, 353, four tuds. So watch out. The Blazers, the Zers, under Coach Dilfer, uh, look like they have things rolling here. Big spot uh, when they go to UTSA this week. And the Coughlin Award winner goes to a freshman from, help me with this maybe, Tappahannock, Virginia. You got it. All yeah. right. 
Cameron Robinson, 12 tackles. Looks awesome in a single digit, number five. Uh, double digit tackles in two of the last three games. So it looks like we got a player there in Charlottesville, uh, Mr. Cameron Robinson. He is your Coughlin Award winner. Wahoo's on a bye week here, and then they got Carolina. Yeah. Big spot. The, Big. This is this is what stinks a little bit. Um, okay. I, I know – Big Cat said yesterday that ratings are are all the way up in college football, and and we're we're paying more attention in the age of the portal. I see a guy like Cam Robinson who's out there balling, and it's like, awesome. Where's he headed? Yeah, doesn't that part stink? Yeah, it does. Especially it does, when you maybe the, you don't have the um, the collective machine rolling yet in Charlotte. No, it's it's just like. You know, I watched in Liberty the other night, undefeated. Jamie Chadwell there doing a great job. And Hugh Freeze goes there, gets his image back to a liking, gone. First, you know, chance to get it at a big job. Liberty, what can they do to keep a coach? You know, like, I, I get it. They're, they got deep pockets. But you're going to be that stepping stone program. I don't understand how you keep uh, – keep a guy there uh of, that's getting to his magnitude uh it's been awesome what he's done he did it at coastal that's another step you know step uh block and liberty so that i the portal you bring it up but also these programs too that know uh they're up against it when it comes to the big boys yeah yeah fintrell cypress corner from from uva went to fsu last off season i, I feel like liberty <clears throat> liberty might be on the precipice of becoming a a BYU East. Mm. I really, I really hope not. Where's that Lynchburg? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Lynchburg, Virginia. I. Uh, is that where the river goes that Chris is on? Chris is on the Delaware River. Oh. Chris is probably closer to you as we speak than he is to the the Greenlight Studios. Oh, he's coming this way. Okay. He was very secretive about it all. He yeah. wanted a he wanted a placid uh, body of water, and he sure got it because that thing's not moving. I mean, he is. He is paddling like there's no tomorrow. Are you going to go out and see him or no? No. No. And you're, you're working. You're there for the show. Yeah. Holding it down. Somebody's got to do the show, right? So you got guys and out joyriding out there. I learned today, and I'm sure we'll talk about it at other points in the show, that to set this world record, you got to yeah. get to 40 miles. You can you can do it within 30 days. Oh. Like like he he got off the river and slept last night. Like I thought he had to do a continuous thing. Like is that not the uh, he, I'm going to get in trouble. Is that not yeah, the easiest I, I, world I, I, record I, to break in the whole world? You can float down a river in a I pumpkin. Think I think it's a genius move by him. 2 miles a day for 30 days. You got the world record. Uh, but well, more power to him. It looks quite you uncomfortable. Find a long river too. And you got to find a long river. Have you have you watched the the social clips? Absolutely. I mean it's 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 an impressive feat. His posture is amazing. He's got to be hurting so much. Yeah, he won't. He won't. You ain't gonna ever. I mean, he talks stuff. about his his tight hips. I think he's on his knees in there. Oh, and he was in, in the there mush? for in the mush. Yeah. He does have his. I phone, just think though. about how gross your gar. Like my kids, you know, carve pumpkins. How nasty the garbage is, and he's just in it for forty <laughs> miles. <laughs> he's Ugh. wearing it now. Speaking of the sailor, he has submitted his three oh. NFL locks and uh it must not be that difficult to float down a river if he's making nfl picks you and i need to talk this through do we give him his three picks and take him off the board for us 
Yeah. Spoiler alert, they're all totals. Okay. Or do we weave him in, and if we nab one of his picks, then there's going to be a producer pick. I'm comfortable giving him just clearing the runway for him. Yeah, give him give him all this. He's, he's in a he's in a pumpkin. Okay. Give him all his right. totals. Okay, I'll give it to you in a second. First, I'll say that Chris, the leader in the clubhouse, is eight six and one. Okay. Uh, after missing on the Vikings, missing on the Texans, and he got the Jets plus three last week. I'm in second at seven and eight. Patriots, that was a miss. Uh, I missed on the Patriots. They lost 34 to nothing. Got the Falcons head-to-head against Chris with the Texans, and I missed Monday night with the Packers. Uh, I look like two pretty lousy teams. Where are we on Jordan Love, Steve? Yay or nay? Can I? Can we wait? Can we wait and see him play? I mean, everybody just wants to jump. Like, same thing with the Bears. You know, they're 0-3. Big deal. What did you think they were going to be three and zero? I thought they were going to win the North. Yeah, I it's not they, over. I thought they were going to be really good. It's a long yeah. season. Eight TDs, one pick. Justin Fields last two weeks, and Steve at six and nine, very nice. Yeah, got uh, you got Eagles minus four. That that looked dicey there for a little yep. while. Uh, Niners minus four, not so dicey. And then you, uh, I assume you missed on Titans. Titans two and a half. Um, okie doke drum roll C long has Ravens Titans under shocker in London Saints Texans under Niners Browns under those are Chris's three locks for NFL week whatever the hell it is six five six Um, Steve you're next up I'm going to take – I'm riding the Niners. I'm also going to guess that Dorian Thompson-Robinson plays again. I, who? So, give me the Niners. I, I, talk about rookies in a tough spot. He can't – against that defense, I will take the Niners minus seven. I missed this, but there's talk that it's going to be P.J. Walker if it's not wow. Deshaun. But either way. Yeah. that My, my case is closed there. Um. That's a good pick. Do you, do you do you fear at all the the letdown after a Sunday night no. running rough shot over the Cowboys? Okay, you gotta fly across the country, play at one o'clock. Really good defense. Great. I think it's a good pick. All I do is take terrible teams. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Washington Commanders. They're not terrible. They're in Atlanta. Yep. Atlanta's favored by two and a half. I like that. I think Washington is better. Haven't seen it from Ritter, and then you just you you zag. Really bad, really bad showing against the Bears on national TV. You get the the mini buy. I'll go Commanders plus two and a half on Sunday. All right, I'm going to take the Jags minus four. Another flight. I'm just going to take everybody that's the worst flight back from London. Mm. Colts going to be with Minshew, obviously as capable as there is in a backup role. But I believe the Jags are starting to play their best football of the season with that win over Buffalo. Give me the Jags at home, minus four. Okay. This is ticked down to two and a half. What if the Bengals are just who we thought they were and mm. are good? I'll mm. take Cincy at home, two and a half. Don't love the pick, uh, especially because uh, Seattle might be able to run the ball with Kenneth, Kenneth Walker and control the clock. But yeah. uh, in the event Joe is – back to being Joe and since he's back to being Cincy two and a half is no problem at home 
All right. I'm going to go head-to-head against you in that game. I like Seattle. Damn it. I'm going to buy the half there. That's my buy of my half. That's three. Seattle, three. And you feel good about that, huh? I do. I watch Seattle in person. I know they played the Giants, but I like that team a lot. None taken. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I'm going to tell you something that's appetizing that I'm not going to take. I'm not going to take the New England Patriots. Mm. I'm not going to go back to that well again. But it's a classic spot for Bill to beat up on Josh. It's a classic, hey, Vegas isn't as good as they looked Monday night against a perhaps not very good team. I agree with that. But Mac isn't playing well, and he has no weapons. Ramondre isn't having a good year, and the defense doesn't have Judon or Gonzalez. Like I don't know how they win football games, even if it's a really good spot. Okay. So good spot, but I'm not taking it. I am going to go – I'm going to pick a jersey, Steve. For the first time, I'm going to pick a jersey. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick the creamsicles. There you are. I, I uh, come up. I, um, why not? They're getting three at home against Detroit. And stinky. Yeah, right? Stinky. So stinky. Bucks got a good D, man. They got a good D. Baker, confident. I like that under, too. Coming off a bye. I need to look at totals more, Steve. I don't know how to do them. I, I need to pay more attention to totals because okay. Chris just picks totals and now yeah, he's he's the total god now and he's above five hundred. Um, all right, all right, is that we hit three? Is that three? Three, three, three. Um, make yes, it. Nolan. Hello, where, hello. Where do you want your half point? Oh, for Ooh. crying out loud! Take the f- the bucks right there, right? Get uh, get yeah, to three and a half, four. Are we at three and a half or three I there, Nolan? Uh, the half point would take you to three and a half. Oh. Mm. You want that? Mm. I do want that? Yeah. I'll take it there. There you go. Nice. Got it. Steve, what's this talk about an Uber? We can't get a car service for Stanford Steve to get him to the airport? Uh, no. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I trade back and forth, Lyft, Uber, you know. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, we wish you the safest of travels. I'm I'm indebted to you eternally for popping on here, and uh, we'll do this again next week. I, lo- Thank I love you, buddy. you dearly. Stay strong. You're holding it down. I'm proud of you today. Solo making. That's a new man. That's a t-shirt. And Solo. morning and morning making. I I sound even worse than I usually do. It's all yeah, up the here. Is, that's it's all up here in my head. Tough to get used to. But Enjoy Seattle. Thank you, it. man. Have fun. Talk love to you next you. week. Shout out to the branch. Love you. Bye. Bye. Whatever you're looking forward to this football season, there's one thing that pairs well with every great moment, an ice-cold Miller Lite. Whether you're at the stadium playing fantasy football or watching the game at home or at the bar, Miller Lite is here to make your football season taste like Miller time. From kickoff till the clock runs out, you can't go wrong with a Miller Lite in your hand. It's the only light beer with a taste worthy of our national obsession. Because what's the point of having a beer if it doesn't taste like beer? Uh, When I go to Dirty Nelly's uh, and I pull up to the bar, they got my cold Miller Lite right there waiting for me. I head over to the corner, I look at that little TV, and I just sink into my chair and I think it it couldn't be better. It's got only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounce serving. 
with a smooth taste and a crisp, clean finish. You get the taste you crave without the calories, important for me. So this season, crack open a light beer that hits your taste buds so hard, you feel it in your heart. Make it Miller time all season long. Get Miller Lite delivered right to your door. Visit MillerLite.com Greenlight. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs for 12 ounces. Game day is the perfect pizza day. So make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday. To have your NFL game day covered, choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. It's a pizza pizza win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, order your Little Caesars, and enjoy during the games. All right, that was Steve, a consummate professional now in the Pacific Northwest, uh, getting ready for college game day. And now it's our turn to talk about the NFL slate. Week six, yeah? We're on to week six? Week six. Happens quickly. We need to tear it up. And um, I think it only makes sense, uh, an idea brought about by Corporate Scott, that we uh, we do – Vessels. We do uh, water vessels, ships, boats, things that can hold persons, things, etc. on bodies Buoyance. of water. Buoyancy. Buoyancy, key. Yeah. yeah. I like a big ship. Mm-hmm. I, I love a container ship. Okay. Um, I, I really like a big, big old super yacht. Um, I, like, uh, I like an aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. They literally hold aircraft. You see these things? Oh yeah. They 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 fly and land and 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 take off. It's it's yeah. it's dynamite. Um, spoiler alert: I, pumpkin probably at the at the bottom of my list. Well, that's why it's such a difficult world record, right? It's a it's a not something you think of as a as a vessel to get from point A to point D in water. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the do you, are you are you like a you know that guy. I'm sure there's. This is a category of people, maybe, that that get extremely excited, maybe overly excited for trains as they go by. Oh, a train runs through my backyard, yeah. so I've yeah, I've become a train person. The kids run to the window, they say choo choo. Yeah, I, I like trains now. Okay, I was more referring to are you that type with a big ship? If you oh, see a container yeah. ship, if you go like you go to the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel, are you hanging out? Hell yeah! Before man. you go through the tunnel to see the. The we'll, ship. We'll go to the north end of Virginia Beach and you see the ships coming in and out. Yeah, yeah fired right. up. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, hey, guys, come to the window. You got 45 minutes to see this ship. Yeah. Hurry. I'll tell you a quick thing I saw from the north end of Virginia Beach, actually, was that the vessel that went up during COVID up to New York, uh-huh. seeing that thing going going by was a sight. That, yeah. was, that was crazy. Yeah. And then your mid-tier, I think, is your uh, your kayak. I like a kayak better than a canoe, you know, more control, mm-hmm. fewer people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a good way to get around, you know, not a, not going anywhere fast, but it's a good time. Give me some boats. Give me some ships. Give me some containers. I wanted to throw out for the military a tugboat. 
a tugboat. There's there's functionality in the tugboat, just like there's functionality to these middle tier games. Blue maybe, collar. Wow. Maybe not excited to watch them. Wow. But they, they fulfill a purpose. Okay. And if you think about a tugboat, what does it do? It pushes and pulls, maneuvers other boats, kind of like an offensive or a defensive lineman of of boats. And you got a lot of great trench matchups here in the middle tier. So Damn. going with the tugboat. Nolan, dynamite. Bring in the goods. <laughs> uh, this is this may be a little chalky, but you know, I'm a I like I like having a, a drink or two. Yeah. Good place to do that. Pontoon boat. Mm. Nice. Those are they're they're you know, you know what you're doing when you go on that. You're not gonna be you're not gonna be memed, you know, like that one meme in the speedboat where everybody gets tossed around. Yeah. You know what you're getting into. There's a there's there's an oversized cooler on it. There's room to to move around. Yet you're out in the water. It's like a floating dock. Yeah. You're hanging out, having a good time. There's a there's a tone set for for a pontoon boat. Okay. Really good ideas there, fellas. We'll we'll kick it off with the the aircraft carrier of games. Beautiful. And it'll be Monday night. The Cowboys are at the Chargers. Chargers were on a bye last week. Cowboys uh got beat pretty bad by the by the Niners. Cowboys are favored by two and a half on the road, technically. The the stadium will be full of Cowboys fans. Totals 50 and a half. This is the Kellen Moore game. Um, we talked about Cowboys Niners coming down to Dak making big time throws, and he did not. Well, he did. They were just interceptions, <laughs> and there were three of them. Uh, but these Chargers rank 26 against the, against the pass. So uh, question being, is this a get-right game for Dallas? I think it's a really hard game to pick from a gambling perspective because you never know what you're going to get from the Chargers, and the Cowboys are a wounded animal at the moment coming off the San Francisco game. Do you give, do you give the, the Dallas Cowboys a leg up on the defensive side, which you, know, you, could, you could say is uh, running by Micah Parsons? Do you, do you give them a leg up understanding the scheme well, understanding Kellen Moore? Like you said, Kellen Moore game, uh, I think he, he brings a different, a, a different animal to the Chargers offense now. Yeah, you know, a lot, lot of plays fast. You know, they're 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 probably at the top of the league, right, with the amount of plays that they're coming in. That's what that's what he has been known for in Dallas. But is that something that the Dallas can slow down? Because you know, it's it's what they've been going up against in pra- practice for years. I'm sure nobody's more fired up than Dan Quinn yep. coming out coming off a, a bad loss, and and now you're going against the guy you've seen in practice for a couple years. Boy, wonder. Um, I, I think it goes both ways, though. Kellen Moore's gonna be ready to show him stuff they haven't seen yeah. before. So yeah. he's gonna be fired up. It's a it's a tough one to to handicap in my opinion. If you're seeing this one clearly, more power to you. But lines under field goal, gonna be a great one. A great one on Monday night. A, a little palate cleanser from Raiders Packers, which while competitive was not super high quality football. It was not it was low quality football, I'd say. <laughs> that was a it was a it was a tough one to watch. Austin Eckler also sharing that he's ninety nine percent chance that he's playing back that he's uh that he's gonna be playing in this game which i think is a is a big deal because the guys that have been running out in his absence have not been doing it i know for a fact because i picked them up on my fantasy team not yeah. not doing well yeah screwed right. me for two weeks and you look at the news on the injury front on the other side of the ball with van der esch van der esch out it's, it's a defense in dallas it's already uh it has a soft spot in its interior so that's certainly something i think the the chargers will look to exploit yeah big day for keenan allen perhaps no question yeah, you, know, you look at young Duran Bland. Um, you know he's performed well in relief of 
the injured Trevon Diggs, but still a young guy. Um, so we'll see how he can do against Keenan. All right, next game, Seahawks at Bengals. Uh, you just heard me take Cincy with Steve. The more I look at it, I think that's a square pick. Bengals are favored by two and a half. Seattle's going to be able to run the ball with Kenneth Walker. Charles Cross is back. And then on the other side, you got Witherspoon and Woolen to match up against Jamar Chase and whoever, Tyler Boyd maybe. And they're also getting after the passer, Seattle. Mm -hmm. So is Seattle just good? They're three and one, coming off a bye. I was expecting this to be Geno Smith takes a step back. Looks like who we thought Geno Smith was Jets in Gino. his entire career. Little Jets Geno. And they're a middling team. Maybe they're just good. Seattle is good. I mean, especially being 3-1, and one, you look at what they've been dealing with up front, too, um, through these first uh, four games, or, yeah, through the first stretch of the season here, um, being without Charles Cross, being without Abraham Lucas, they're, they're two bookends up front, two very good young tackles. It's been impressive to see the offensive output. Um, and I think specific to this game, as you mentioned, make Charles Cross being back, it's going to be big for that run game. The Bengals have bled some yardage this year on the ground. And so if Seattle can get Walker, if they can get Charbonnet going, it also helps you keep Joe Burrow off the field uh, as he's looked kind of, he looked promising last week. Oh, he's back. It looks like, it looks like Joe Burrow's back. And I, and again, talk, you know, talk, Dion made everything personal for everybody. I feel like, you know, so there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, very personal games that are happening, a lot of personal uh, things that are happening on the field. And I think Burrow is that. You, you said, uh, you know, talking about the, uh, the Seattle secondary, Jamar Chase, 7-11, always open. Yeah. This mm. is, those guys feel like they have certainly turned that corner, um, and it does look like that offense is, is very much back to what we expected it to be, you know, sans, knee, uh, sans, sans injury with, uh, with Burrow. So um, Kenneth Walker, huge... Huge pivotal person in this uh, player in this in this game, in my opinion. I know I know Bijan's the new hotness, but I love that Kenneth Walker yeah. man. I love watching him play. But yeah, before the season, this line is probably Bengals four and a half. Mm-hmm. But because Joe struggled with that injury and they haven't looked so good, it's it's under field goals. So yeah, if the Bengals are the AFC champ, Bengals, mm-hmm. then it's it's a pretty good value. But Seattle may just be. Rock solid across the board, and, and since he's a square pick that I potentially just made. All right, look at us rolling. Hey, who's hey, not hey, entertained hey. here? Ravens, Titans in London. The total is 40.5. The spread is four points. I think it's too many points. I think it's just like last week. I think it's like Ravens Steelers. Um, Titans aren't, aren't a division foe, but they, they may as well be with, with, how they go about things. They they like to run the ball, even though they're not doing so as effectively this year. And they're a pain in the ass to to play uh, on defense. So it uh, who knows? Two. What the most interesting part of this for me is two very different itineraries. The Ravens left Monday morning for London. The Titans left Thursday night. If it's me, I prefer the earlier departure. Provided you can find you can get a HQ in London 
where you're practicing, you're looking at film, you're getting treatment, all that good stuff. Don't you want to get acclimated and the travel over with as quickly as possible? And and don't don't underestimate the fact that Lamar is talking about getting recognized in London. He's surprised. He's excited about this. This is a, this is an opportunity for him to expand his brand across the pond and show a true Lamar game. I think he's going to be extremely motivated and I agree. I think if you're you know, rest is important <laughs> when you're playing sports. Having uh, having a well-rested team is a good thing. And I think a little motivation with some new fans, potentially, you could see some Lamar fireworks. Well, and we all love our families dearly. Right. But if you're a Baltimore Raven with a wife and kids at home, four little ones running around, and you get a week off <laughs> in a hotel room, you're never more comfortable than in a hotel room. The amount of sleep that you actually would get. My goodness. Yeah. So edge to Baltimore there. But, you know, Titans ninth in run defense this year, 23rd in pass defense. We'll see if Lamar can test them on that front. I just, four points. Yeah. Too many points? Yeah, I think it's going to be tighter. And I think what it'll come down to is there's going to be a great matchup. Uh, in the slot, you're going to have the young Zay Flowers, exciting young playmaker versus Roger McCreary uh, in Tennessee. He's a very good slot defender. Um, so, you know, as, as Scott talked about, Lamar, uh, they're going to need to get that passing game going with the strength of the Tennessee front. Um, so I think kind of the way that matchup goes and, and how getting Zay going opens things up for the rest of the offense will be kind of the a key factor here. A lot, a lot of drop balls last week too, right? Zay yeah. Flowers does have something to prove, I think, in that, you know, yeah. rookie coming in after dropping dropping balls like he did, some of them were just inexcusable drops too um, on a new stage. Like he's got something to prove. He's got to make sure that he's he's the guy because he is, you know, next to uh, next to the tight end, he's he's developing into that guy for, for Lamar. So yep. uh, a lot of motivation. No question about it. Lions are at the box. This is going to be an outstanding game, I do think, in part because Tampa Bay's wearing the creamsicles, which Ooh. is very good. Lions are favored by a field goal. Total is 43 and a half. This is like not unlike Seattle. Detroit is is probably just a really good football team. Yeah. But this is a spot. This is a tough spot. Steve called it a stinky line. They're in Tampa Bay against a really good defense and against Baker, who's been been Playing well. You you can't ignore it. Uh, Detroit just beat Carolina by a lot. While banged up, uh, the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown, I think is probably going to go Sunday, but not definite just yet. Um, and, and Tampa Bay coming off a bye. I would imagine Tampa Bay, the blueprint's going to be heat up golf. Yep. When, when he has time, he's good. And when he doesn't, he's... Not as good. Yep. Yeah, and I think if you're a fan of trench warfare, this is your kind of game. You look at the matchups on both sides of the ball. Tampa Bay, great rushing defense, sixth in the league, uh, compare, you know, matching up with a very good offensive line in Detroit. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, Detroit's pass rush, kind of flying under the radar as leading the league in total pressures generated through five weeks. It's a good pass rush group. Uh, obviously, Aiden Hutchinson a major part of that. Our uh, guy, our guy, Aiden Hutchinson. And but on the other side of that, Tampa Bay, another underrated group. That offensive line has protected Baker really well. Second, ranking second in the league in total pressures allowed thus far. So, 
their um, their run game though right the, on the other side of the right their job is to yeah is to is to is to grade for the for those running backs and that's not happening right now which i think is going to be a tough if you're if if baker is out there to to keep up with this detroit offense i think it's going to be a very tall task you got detroit also uh came back last week jameson williams right the deep threat over the top so i think you're going to see him get more into the into the game flow it was kind of a little bit of a i don't know if it was a snap count last week or you see him getting acclimated in there so uh, especially if if st brown's in like they got weapons everywhere and I expect Goff to be throwing the ball quickly, getting it off, and Montgomery's coming off, you know, probably one of one of his better games. It doesn't look like Gibbs is going, but uh they have enough firepower, man. It's a they're a fun they're a fun offensive group to watch. And I can't believe I'm saying that when Jared Goff is the quarterback, but it's it's true, I think. Mike Evans didn't practice Wednesday. This just came across the wire. Mike Evans will not practice Thursday. Mm, yeah. So that's concerning yeah. if you're Tampa Bay. Especially coming off the bye. Yeah. Um as much as the the pontoon makes so much sense. Yeah, I just I want it to be the tugboat tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. I mean tugboat tier. No, it makes sense. When he said it, I knew that was the answer because it's blue collar. There's, it is. There's some alliteration. He really Nolan really thought it out, and it and it makes a ton he's, of sense. He's doubling down with the trench warfare talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like tough tough pill to swallow there if you're the pontoon guy. <laughs> I like I we had a young Duran Bland. Who else will you have young? Somebody else was just young too. Is there a young? Uh, Roger McCreary. I don't know. I love it when you have the the young descriptor. Just shouting out the young lads yeah, out there. Yeah, or young sailors, especially especially given your age, for instance, <laughs> with with these uh, dinosaurs in the room. All right, leading off the tugboat tier, Niners at Browns. I think if you have a healthy Deshaun Watson, it's in the upper tier. But uh, we're likely seeing PJ Walker and or DTR in this one squaring off against. Um, the best team in football. The Niners are rolling. They are coming mostly east and playing at 1 o'clock and coming down off of a Sunday night football high where they dominated Dallas. But they're, they're just so good. Mm-hmm. So can the Cleveland defense put up enough resistance to keep them within a score in the fourth quarter is my question. Yeah, and that's their only hope. The concern, I think, going into it is you pull up the Ravens tape against the Browns um, from week four, I believe, and what the Ravens did so well, the way they schemed the run to basically use the Browns' aggression against them. 49ers' run scheme, very similar to those kinds of concepts, so I think they're going to have an advantage there in the run game. Um, And, you know, obviously on the other side of the ball, it's, you know, Ken San Fran, protect Brock Purdy, another great matchup in the trenches. Um, it's a Cleveland front with a lot of really good rushers. It's a, it's everybody's favorite question this week. Would quarterback X be excelling in San Francisco like yeah. Brock Purdy is? Yeah, yeah. I think the answer is no. We got to give the man his flowers. Yeah. yeah, he's playing well, and Shanahan knows how to scheme up for personnel as well. Like he's, I think, and he's playing to all of his strengths. They they keep talking about how how fast he processes. He's a he's a he, he processes faster than I've, I've seen anybody on the field in such a long time. And you know if if they're uh, w- with the with the zone scheme and the run game that Shanahan can devise against this Cleveland team. Look, I think that this is an obvious one just because the 49ers are too good. I do. And when yeah. you have someone not named Deshaun Watson playing quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. You're you're in a very difficult spot. Uh, oh, by the way, Nick Chubb also. You know they're, they're two star offensive players. Are not playing in this game. 
and, and Chubb obviously out for the season, but it's a really tall task for them to even stay in this game, I think. Line opened at Browns plus one. It's now up to Browns plus seven. So somewhere along the week, you might have gotten some good value at four points, four and a half points. But It's a big swing. It's climbing. It's, it's climbing. And, you know, everybody said, but Brock's going to come back down to earth and have the, the bad Brock game. Well, I mean, Brady had bad games. Yeah. yeah. Not, not, quarterbacks aren't going to play well every single week. So I don't think it's, hey, we're waiting for Brock to fail like he inevitably will. It's just that, yeah, he's not going to be really good every single week. And Cleveland's defense is really good. So there's, there's a path for Cleveland. I will say one thing that that is interesting to me about this game, and Nolan, tell me, you know, your thoughts on here. But the Brock Purdy has so many options around the line of scrimmage, mm. with with Debo, you know, lining up in different places, with with guy with uh, with obviously CMC, with Kittle. He's he's just got so many really good options around the line of scrimmage. Yeah. you don't have to wait for much to unfold. So if the if the strength is coming after him, he's got a lot of options. And Shanahan, again, one of the best to scheme up that that type of. Uh, that type of offense, I and think. His, and his favorite target is Ayuk, who was always the yeah. fourth one mentioned Which is crazy. after it's true. Devo. The number one receiver on yeah. most teams. It's Devo, McCaffrey, Kittle, and then Ayuk's the forgotten one who, who Brock looks to the most, and he's excellent. Yep. All right, Eagles are at the Jets. Eagles are favored by touchdown. Eagles are 5-0. and oh. It doesn't look like last year so much. Obviously, they lost both coordinators, but you can't argue with 5-0. and oh. Um, Corporate Scott's the resident Jets fan. Jets are coming off a win in Denver. You had to have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a gift. Plus three. That was a gift in Denver. The 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 Zach Wilson experience rolls on. Are you delusional? You, you know that I'm not delusional. Okay. Yeah, I've been I've been a Jets fan for a long time. I th- I feel like we're all rooting for Zach after seeing him on Hard Knocks, getting a closer look at the guy, and you just. You don't want anybody to fail, and especially a guy in this situation where he gets a second chance. Yeah, go out and win ball games, but he's he's just not not that good. I don't he, think. he to to his credit, he's better. He's gotten better. He has, and I think week by week you're seeing much better stuff. Even last week when you that that it was a, I think it was a third and four to Conklin um, setting up. You know, for for them that they, they needed to continue to to move the clock, and then he inevitably threw the interception. That's the other shoe to drop as Jets fan. You're just waiting for that to happen. The Conklin throw is like, oh my God, he made a throw, and it looked good. Mm-hmm. And when he's de- when he's decisive, when he gets the ball out quickly, uh, doesn't happen a lot. But he does throw a good ball when 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 that happens. So I think the big thing here, one, I'm scared to death of this game. I think there's a there's a good chance that we get completely wiped out of the building. It's it's very possible, but. Uh, you know, Hack's gonna have to really scheme up some f- some quick stuff because Hack, I like it. Yeah, there's gonna be a uh, there's there's gonna be a lot of pressure. He doesn't do that well. He doesn't handle that well. And you know, it's gonna be tough sledding. I think in the run game too, with the with the defensive line for the for the Eagles. Every time Zach drops back, I hear uh, there's a voice in my head. It's it's Scott screaming, <laughs> "Throw the ball! Yeah, throw the ball!" It's pretty consistent. And I think the the Eagles pass rush. They're looking at this tape. They're gonna be licking their chops now. If, as you're saying, Scott, if they can scheme some quick stuff, I think a key matchup here, we were talking about this earlier, yeah. is getting those Jets tight ends going. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a spot in the Eagles defense that they're still figuring out, we think we'll, there'll be buyers at the trade deadline. It's those LBs. It's it's the safety position opposite Reed Blankenship that a Conklin and a Zoma can get some matchups. 
um, and kind of steadily move the chains. They're going to need to do that. The offensive line was shifted three, two, three weeks ago. They have uh, the kid they drafted, Joe Tipman from Wisconsin, who was drafted as a center playing right guard. You have Vera Tucker now who tore his Achilles, is out at right tackle. Uh, Max Mitchell was a, a 22 pick um, for them, didn't play all that great. So you have, you have Becton who started attack, uh, is, is on the other side doing well, but it's, it's a tough ask for them to go against this, uh, this defensive line that's extremely talented. So yeah, they're going to, they're going to have to scheme up. And, and look, I think that if, if you're seeing some positive stuff from Zach Wilson, that, that there's a sleeper connection. And I think it's with Tyler Conklin. I think there's, there's some chemistry there. There's a little bit of a connection, and he's going to have to work the middle of the field and do it quickly uh, with their tight ends. They've spent a lot of money on tight ends, and they just drafted one local kid, uh, Ruckert from, I believe it's Hofstra, Long Island. Uh, and uh, they're going to have to get those guys involved. They're going to have to. Wayne Corbett. Shout Wayne Corbett, yes. Hofstra. NFC top five, Niners, Eagles, Lions, still Cowboys, Seahawks. Fact or fiction? Fiction, Seahawks fourth. Okay. I think if the, after that performance last week, the you look at the Cowboys roster, talent all over the place, but it's it's kind of the same conversation you had about all these Vikings teams, you know, the past however many years where you look around, oh my gosh, they got these pass catchers, these rushers, but it's the quarterback who's setting the ceiling. I think I think you just feel better about Geno's ability to play clean football in the big moments. Um, sure, have we seen him in playoff spots yet? No. Um, but I really like the Seahawks team. Two years ago, three years ago, pick your years ago, we didn't think we'd be putting Geno and Jared Goff <laughs> no. above Dak Prescott. Not their teams, just the quarterbacks, period. Elevating oh, those teams above Dak. What do they both have right now? They have an extremely, extremely solid run game, which allows them to, to, to use the play action which both of those guys excel at. Gino, if, if there was one thing that you saw a glimmer of hope when he was in, in New York, and I didn't pay attention to him playing with the Giants at all much, but the play action was there. Like, he can throw a good ball. Uh, it's a matter of, of, of him getting that time, and they both have extremely strong run game, run game so it's helpful. I, I, maybe the only danger for Philly here I, is a look ahead. You know, it is the Jets on the road at MetLife. You're probably locked in. You got a perfect season yeah. rolling. Yeah. But next week, you host the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. That's going to be awesome. And you're in the Kelly Greens. So Ooh. a bit of a look ahead, which is maybe why the line isn't ticking above a touchdown. All right. Tugboat tier rolls along. The Saints of the 34 to nothing win over the Pats last week are at the Texans. Saints are favored by a point and a half. Uh, Texans lost to the Falcons. They were in it. They had chances. They led late. Young Way Koo won at the end. Um, uh, this is, again, a, a tough one to handicap if you're asking me. One I stared at for a long time. I think I was on both sides of it for several minutes. I'm in this pick five pool. You pick five games a week against the spread, mm-hmm. any five you like. Pick from the slate. And I, I, I just have to go to bed at a reasonable hour these days or else I'm, I'm the I'm, next day is I'm just toast. Three I, days. I still have the, the two-year-old wake me up twice a, a night. Yeah. So, but on Wednesday nights, I'm agonizing over these damn picks, which I'm just, you know, there's very little on the line. And yet it's one of the most important things to me in my life. 
through 25 games this year, I'm 12 and 13, and I'm disappointed. Mm. Last year, about a 60% clip up near the top. So a lot of, lot of ball left to be played, mm-hmm. but uh, I spend a long time. I guess it's process of elimination. I, I, um, I try to stay away from the games that should be stayaways. And this seems, from a gambling perspective, like a stayaway, just because you don't know exactly what you're getting from either of these. I defer to you guys, Saints and Texans. I don't know what New Orleans is. I know that Kamara, with Kamara back, they, they probably have a much more clear identity with him just because he is a difference maker, and I think he showed that last week. And by the way, I love hearing when you, when you talk about a, a New England shutout. That makes yeah. me, it just makes me happy. It's a little smile on my face. Like I've, I've conceded. I understand there's no rivalry. There, there hasn't been in a long time with the Jets and the Pats. But I do like hearing them struggle. Um, New Orleans is confusing to me. I don't know what they are yet. I think they need more time to identify what they are. Uh, and, and Houston is you know, seemingly building that identity with, with their, their young guys and strong play. Yep. They, they are so young. So yep. I don't think you know what you're getting from, from week to week. They yep. can look great one week, not so great the next. Yeah, and I think a big uh, kind of an X-factor player for the Saints defense in this one will be getting Marcus May back yeah. uh, in the back end from the suspension. You look at what the Falcons did to kind of slow C.J. Stroud last week. They have veterans in the back end and Bates and Richie Grant, um, and they did really well, just kind of giving them different looks. He still moved the ball well, but once they got into the red zone, it was where the Texans' offense slowed down. They couldn't get TDs, so... Um, having Maybach is big to go with Matthew and, and Marshawn Lattimore in the back end. Um, I agree. This is this is a gambling don't touch. The Minshew-led Colts are at the Jaguars. Jaguars favored by four. Steve took the Jags. Who are the Jags? The Texans punked them by 20 in Jacksonville, and then and then the Jags go to London for two games. They beat the Falcons by 16. They beat the vaunted Bills last week. And, um, you know, a lot of people said a no-doubter division champ are the Jags, and and they may compete to play some games at home in the playoffs. Um, And then you get off to the 1-2 start, and you don't know. Now they look like they're rounding into form. And they they tend to beat the Colts, um, especially in Jacksonville. What's the... What's the path here for Indianapolis to make this exciting? Yeah, I think for Indy, it's just going to be, look, you signed. You got you got Jonathan Taylor signed up again last week. Obviously, losing Anthony Richardson to the injury is going to be out for a little while on IR. Um, that's going to it's going to take away kind of the explosive element of that offense. So it's just going to be force feed JT. They already run the ball really well. Um, you know, ranked seventh in the league. In rushing offense, so you know you add a blue chip player like JT to the mix. Um, you know they're going to have to slow the game down, keep Trevor Lawrence and Ridley and Ingram, all those guys off the field if they want to have a shot. Right, because they can't really get to Trevor Lawrence. Right, when they're on defense. No, not much of a not much production from the rush group thus far. How you feeling these days as Jim Ursay when you see Zach Moss peel off, you know, a hundred, hundred plus, and and you just signed. Uh, well, the ink is still drying. I'm just saying, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like it's one of those things. Like he's looking around, see, you know, this guy, this guy can play too. Uh, but I, you're you're right. If they one, they have to they have to unleash Taylor. I think that run game 
is is rolling. They they have it going. You know the so you add a, a guy like uh, Taylor into that mix, you, you you would think that it's only going to be that much more dynamic and allow them to control the clock. But I Steve's right. The, the I think that Jacksonville is playing their best football right now. It seems like Lawrence is. You know he's. Let's not forget that, that Calvin Ridley is a new guy into that team, right? He, mm-hmm. They need to develop that chemistry. They need to uh, figure things out. I wouldn't say that the impact with him has been there as of yet. Um, you see, obviously, the connections uh, with, uh, with with the other guys that they have brought in and um, and Lawrence, but you know, I'm, I'm waiting for them to, to really unleash Ridley, but it does seem like they're getting very close to that, and their run game has been solid. ETN's yeah. making people miss. Yeah. Cam Robinson's back. Yeah, Ridley, Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram is yeah. who he was supposed to be at Ole Miss. It's um, you know, it's uh, JV San Francisco over there with with right. weapons at every level. Um, all right, Jags probably pretty good, pretty safe pick by uh, old Stanford Steve. Washington is at Atlanta. Atlanta's favored by two and a half. Uh, the Commanders coming off um, a dreadful performance on Thursday night against the Bears. Seems to be a pretty good bounce back spot for him. Sam Howell, somehow, those two uh, name and word sound the same. They're homonyms. Uh, has been sacked more than Daniel Jones this season. So you fix that. They're healthy. You have Jahan Dotson. You have Terry McLaurin. Logan Thomas is running around out there. I like Washington a lot in this game. I think Atlanta's another Jekyll and Hyde team. You just zig and zag from the week prior, and you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, I think that's a good pick, especially because obviously you mentioned the the uh, pass protection being an issue and how kind of hold on to the ball. The Atlanta pass rush is still trying to find its footing. Um, they have the talent there, Dupree, Anyamata, Calais Campbell, but the production hasn't been there yet. And so, um, you know, I think that, that they'll have some time to kind of run, get that passing game going. Um, and then on the other, you know, on the other end, it's it's going to be interesting with, with, Ritter trying to continue that momentum he built last week, keep the play action game going. That's a kind of a, a, a kind of concept that Washington struggles to defend. So, um, you know, it will be an interesting matchup to kind of see how these quarterbacks are able to fill it out. You know, I view the I view football on Sundays usually through uh, the the eyes of a sad Jets fan, just a, waiting for the next thing to happen, uh, and then also through my fantasy teams because I've been playing fantasy for a long time. I enjoy it. And Sam Howell was a guy I picked up last week. I had a bye week. Uh, his first half was a tale of two halves, I think, for for him. Uh, but in that second half, you started to see that that enemy offense and him getting the ball out quick and really using his weapons. He seemed like a different guy, like really much more comfortable. So I'm interested to see how, how that offense continues to go. Because like you said, they have playmakers. They have guys who can catch the ball. And, you know, if they get Antonio Gibson going at some point, uh, you know, known for his pass catching. They haven't really utilized it as much. Brian Robinson runs as hard as anyone. Um, I, I, I'm interested to see how that offense continues to evolve. And if, you're, if they're able to build momentum off of what they did in the second half of last week, I think that, that Atlanta's in for a tough time. And you're right, like Ritter, I, I, again, I don't know. He's, he's like Jordan Love to me. I don't know what they are. I, I just don't know what they are. You see flashes, uh, but I don't know what they are. Are there 25 teams in your fantasy league? There are twelve teams in my fantasy league. Okay. Yeah. Sam Howell. Are there two? Are you starting two quarterbacks? No, but for whatever reason, people there were. I don't know. Bye weeks were early. This. I don't know. They. Okay. He, there was not much there. There All was right. not much there. Okay. What's your record? 
Um, in that one, it uh, I lost last week actually, not because oh. of Sam Howell. Yeah, but my first loss of the year, four and one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, well, qualifier right there. That's what that was, wasn't it? The uh, the Minnesota Vikings are at the Chicago Bears. Vikes favored by two and a half. Totals forty four and a half. The headline is the Vikings are without Justin Jefferson. He's on IR with a hammy, which is obviously at least four weeks. And the other headline could be that it might not matter because it's the Chicago Bears pass defense. Now you get the Justin Fields last Thursday night. Uh, awesome. We're gonna, we'll, we'll have a good game on our hands. Vegas clearly uh, anticipates a, a good game. Um, Addison's probably Addison. Maybe Osborne's the guy to step, step up and fill that J.J. role. Um, he is playing the X. I think they're, they're, they talked about him yeah. playing the X, so he will fill that position. And then can, can Justin and D.J. Moore – replicate what they just did i mean well hard to replicate um that was something to behold but that's what we thought was going to happen starting week one fields was going to sit in the pocket when the pocket breaks down he can he can do damage to defenses but dj moore was that one that he had been missing thus far in his career um and last week he he was the one we thought we were going to see all along yeah, and there are going to be, be opportunities there for, uh, to uh, for Justin Fields to kind of use that ability he has to extend plays. The Minnesota defense, Brian Flores, he's as blitz happy as they come. Blitz Jalen Hurts on fifty three point one percent of his dropbacks in week two, so we should expect him to come after Fields and try to make it try to make it hard on him to find uh, more as well as as well as he was able to a week ago. I could see that screen game working. For them, DJ Moore's a guy, a yak guy, yep. right? He's the and last week we saw it on full display. I mean, he he's I feel like he's been hidden from us um, in in Carolina for such a long time. The fact that that Fields is able to to you know going back two weeks now, uh, start finding him more and really let him you know show his uh, his talent. He's got he's got the ability to to make guys miss. You know, similar to like a, a Debo Samuel, I think uh, is a is a comp that 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 I have in that skill set. So. You know, if he doesn't have much time, I would, I would, uh, I would like to see them get creative with that screen game and and keep it going. But they're they're really they're cruising. And Minnesota, um, again, speaking from the two two areas that I look at this, uh, I want them to keep losing because Kirk want, Cousins might Kirk? be available. Yeah, you want Captain Kirk? Yeah, as okay. much as I will support my guy who's currently there at the helm, Kirk Cousins is better. Bears are running the ball a little bit, but looks like it'll be Roshan Johnson, not Khalil Herbert, this week. Yeah, I want to shout out the Bears for this this new logo there they've made the secondary logo their primary logo the the forward facing bear with mouth agape i think it's an excellent logo and i'm and i'm cool with they're keeping the c on the helmets mm. but it's just a good looking orange and blue bear and it was probably a decision that did not come lightly in a in a group of people taking a chance and kudos to you all i'm surprised i'm surprised that you like that i think that when I think of your taste, uh, understanding the Bevel Conways and such, you like the tradition of things, you know. Hearing about the tennis balls on the court, you like the tradition of things. You like, you, I do. They look good. I think this bear's been around a while. I think this bear head has been around a while. They just they weren't willing to make it the prime. He's been elevated. Yeah. yeah, and and then you 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 put your cursor over a bunch of logos. You're looking for the C. It's like where are the bears, Hide, yeah. hiding in plain sight with that that big old beautiful bear head. All right, hey, just three guys talking ball, all right? That's it. What more could you ask for here? 
Rolling right along, Cardinals are at the Rams. Rams are laying seven points. Totals 48 and a half. Matt Stafford not only has Puka Nakua, he has the original Puka Nakua and <laughs> Cooper Cup. Cup's back. Um, Philly seemed to figure that out in the second half a little bit. They did. They made sure that Slay, Bradbury were were shadowing Cooper Cup the, everywhere. The two best receivers in the in the NFL. Right. Yeah. They followed Cup and and the Rams stopped scoring yep. against Philly. Yeah. So blueprints out there. Now do they, gotta have the talent to execute that blueprint. Exactly. Yeah. Do the Cardinals have the cover guys to do that? They do not. Um now, one X factor, I think, in this game, if the Cardinals are going to have a real shot, is the offensive coordinator, Drew Petzing. He's kind of been able to kind of been able to make it work uh, thus far, leaning on James Conner, who's been very productive for the first five weeks. Now Conner headed to IR um, with the injury suffered against Cincy. So, um, you know, we're going to really see what kind of OC Coach Petzing is this week um, with the guys he's working with there. Yeah. Jonathan Gannon, um, rightfully so, caught a lot of heat for the pews, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. shots, vertical. Explosives. But, man, they they play hard every week. They do. Um, but I think one and four starts to wear on any team, no matter the expectations before the season. This looks like a pretty good spot for L.A., but... McVay, and you know McVay's going to come up with something. You know, they, he saw what happened last last week when they took, uh, you know, w- when they took one of their weapons out of the game completely and it stalled the offense. That's not going to happen again. Yeah. He, he's he's one of the most creative uh, guys out there. I expect them to to fully figure that out. And, and again, like I don't think I don't think the, the Cardinals have the personnel to to do uh, what happened last week. And the Cardinals are without a weapon of their own, and James Conner. Yeah. Uh, De Mercado played pretty well yeah. last week in his stead. Keontae Ingram could get the start as well. So a uh, couple replacement pieces in Arizona who will um, have their hands full with the, with the decent front, including one of the best to ever do it. All right, the pumpkin tier. Mm. Um, and and uh, time of tape here. No, no, no further updates on C-Long. And check should, the old phone. Yeah, we should also check the uh, green light IG feed from time to time. Yeah, to, not not gotten anything direect. So, in this case, I I believe no news is good news. Like this is I say like, that with a question mark. This is like the 1700s. Mm-hmm. Like I need to get a message to Frank. You know, yep. two colonies over. Yeah, it's gonna take a little while. Yeah, yep. there was smoke in the air this morning. I did smell. Yeah. It, you know. Um. Okay, the pumpkin tier. Giants at Bills. My beloved New York Giants, um, potentially quarterbacked by Terod Taylor, are going to be in Buffalo. Buffalo back from London where they lost to Jacksonville. Totals 44.5. Bills favored by two touchdowns. Uh, Buffalo without some pieces, but it's, it's hard to see how the... The Giants' offense, not unlike the Pats, who we'll talk about in a minute, can hang with a team like Buffalo and actually score points. On the other side, Winkle throw caution to the wind and and just give it his best. But the Giants' offense is uh, hard to watch at the moment. Maybe I, I I stuck with Tyrod as long as I can. Maybe Tyrod. I grew up with Tyrod. 
Um, we'll give him a shot in the arm. Who knows? Kyle yeah. Long. Kyle Re- Long's revenge game. About, revenge game for Tyrod going. You know, to, right. yeah. Kyle's talked about when the backup gets in there, the O line gets on their P's and Q's, and yeah. they're dialed in a little bit more. So. Skill set. I mean, the, when you look at the, the the things that the quarterback can do, Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor, uh, you know, both can use their feet. There's not. You can't tell me much that's going to say that there's going to be a big drop off here at this point. Right. No. So the the it's looking up for you guys. Yeah. All week it's been. Hey, you know, you could have just franchised Daniel Jones, Joe Shane. You knew that, right? <laughs> that you right. could have just gotten another look at him one more year. Seems like it would have been a call, but uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, and you know, Daniel's not self sacking himself on yeah. nearly every drop back. Um, it's his it's his offensive line and some very good defenses that have put uh, DJ on the sideline. Um, I think this is for the Giants. It's about uh, covering the spread, probably not winning the football game. The line is disrespectful. It's it's so it's it's borderline disrespectful, especially with with Dable also going back to Buffalo. You know, you you think that he wants, but he's he's down personnel at this point. So it's going to be tough for them to to keep. And I think that Buffalo is. I just want it to be Waller, twelve for one ten yeah. and a touchdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there he is. That's what can be yeah. when Danny Dimes gets back, um, and Josh Allen. I mean, they're. They're rookie corners in that giant secondary. Um, yeah. Stephon, Stephon Diggs probably going to have a pretty big game. Yep. Panthers are at the Dolphins talking about another 14-point spread. This one's just under at 13 and a half. Uh, hmm. Are you more confident in the Giants giving the Bills a game or the Panthers giving the Dolphins a game? That's a tough one. That's like... You, you probably back Tyrod over Bryce Young at this point, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. think that that's exactly where it is. Is the nod to to the veteran QB, and also, um, you know, it's no slight to Bryce Young. He's been playing good ball. He's processing really well. He's doing everything you want the quarterback to do, but he's just in a really difficult situation. Offensive line struggling to protect, and then the receiver core. You know, with your top guy being, um, you know, and, and Adam Thielen in his dotage. So. Um, it's just a, it's a tough spot for him, and, and it's a Miami defense that can really get after it uh, as far as the pass rush goes. This line looks low, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. with the way that their offense is rolling in um, with, with, with Miami home game. A-chan, not A-chain, is, is on the shelf, but it seems like they just, they're going to plug in another guy with speed uh, and, and do the thing. I mean, Mozart will get, obviously, more run here, but... Um, and Jeff Wilson should and be Jeff Wilson back. Jr. will yeah. will also uh, seemingly be back. Another but, niner. Yeah, right. Just following uh, following McDaniel's into South Beach. But I think this is going to be this is a really tough spot for the Carolina Panthers here. This is this has uh, this has a blowout written all, all over it. Um, and the run game, Carolina's run game, also like getting booed. You know, it's not. Right. This is not Philadelphia anymore for for Miles Sanders. This is a, a different a different animal. And yeah, Adam Thielen, who's been playing well. I mean, give the guy credit. Yeah. He's in, you know, one for the old guys, yeah. uh, but Mingo, I think they're looking for more out of, and they're, that's going to take time for them to develop that chemistry. It's, it's a tough spot for, yeah. for, for Bryce. Chuba Hubbard getting as many snaps as yeah. Miles Sanders at this point. Um, feels like one of those games is a cover by the dog. I just yeah. don't know which one. Uh, Patriots are at the Raiders 
we talked about this a bit with Steve, but um, two below average teams. That's why we're in the pumpkin tier. And I, I said it with Steve. Tell me if you disagree. I just I think this is a classic spot where Belichick would ordinarily beat the the guy who was his guy for so many years. But I just don't know how they score points. I, I, and then, okay, the defense will score points. Well, you don't have Judon. You don't have Gonzalez. Uh, they're two of their best defenders. This this is just ugly. I, I, I don't know. I guess you can talk yourself into backing Vegas with a, a little bit of confidence. And what looks like a fairly vanilla Jimmy G is handing off to Josh or his, or his first look is might be Jacoby while while Devontae continues to get free releases on the outside, but but not as many targets. I guess that was just one week. But, uh, you know, Max Crosby looked great in prime time. Um, but I also don't want to trust the, the Raiders. No. Yeah, no, it's funny uh, with where we tiered this game because if our fearless leader was here stacking these this is an aircraft carrier game yeah i mean it, you know nobody loves a rock fight more than c long um one of his unders yeah was right. this one of his unders yes i think he did take this he went um, he went ravens titans under saints texans under niners browns under okay so okay. this wasn't but i don't know how these teams well, are getting to 41 and a half a lot of familiarity yeah. on both sides of the ball too yeah yeah i want to i'd like to retroactively take uh <laughs> Patriots Raiders under in our in our NFL locks. When, when you're Bill Belichick looking across there, seeing the the personnel on that team, and and I was listening to uh, Julian Edelman talk. I forget what podcast he was on, but he was talking about just the wide receiver core in general and how the the talent is just it's not there, and, and they've missed on on certain picks. And when you're looking around the league at who's been there, and you see Jacoby Myers excelling, and he's been nothing but good. Yeah. Nothing but a rock, really, for for that pass game, and and a guy that's understated. Like you don't hear about him much, but he's been really dependable. Going on the other side there, and you know, competing for targets with, um, with Devontae Adams. It's, one a, a, it's a tough one. One in a long line of very good NC State quarterbacks, that Jacoby Myers. There you go. Right. All right, that's the pumpkin tier. That's the whole slate, fellas. Uh, I'm sure people won't hesitate to tell us how that was a job poorly done i think it's a job well done well done at least from where i sit a lot of fun we don't have the we don't have the ball knowledge or the charisma of no. a sea long um but we have a lot of heart a lot and, of heart and a lot of grit and we left it all out there all right i appreciate you guys thank you thanks to steve uh godspeed to chris uh we hope we're hearing from him again shortly maybe even in this show but next week um Hope to be sitting next to a, a world record holder after another good weekend of ball. Enjoy it. We'll take care.